We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Test, test, one, two. Test, test, one, two. Three, two, one. Well, it's pretty clear that Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins wants increased compensation, but three, two, one. Well, it's pretty clear that Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins wants increased compensation. So why is he on the physically unable to perform list? Well, Jeff's Rebex reporting suggests that Dobbins could be using a sly strategy to get what he wants. Also, I've got practice notes and sound bites from day two of Ravens training camp, including Odell Beckham Jr. commenting on his health status, his impressions of the Ravens culture, and he even gives it a try to talk with a Baltimore accent, and it's hilarious. I'm Sarah Ellison, and I'm riding solo today while my partner Bobby Trossett is off on a birthday weekend extravaganza. It is Friday, July 27th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. Well, Lamar Jackson's ranking among the top 100 players in the NFL, it's laughable. Plus, injury news from around the NFL, including in Cincinnati, where Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the field. And finally, a kid at the Buffalo Bills training camp, well, he goes viral after he reveals while there that he's actually a Ravens fan. I have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and opinions in about 30 minutes. All right. Well, we're still wishing Bobby a happy birthday. He's got friends and family in town, and he is celebrating the way he should. So continue it up, partner. Hope you're enjoying the weekend. All right, well, let's get started with some J.K. Dobbins um, reports here. Now, it's pretty clear, right? We're all in agreement. (laughs) J.K. Dobbins wants increased compensation from the Ravens. Now, whether that's a long-term extension or if he's just looking for a pay bump for this year so that he can be paid more than Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, what he exactly is looking for is unclear, but we know that he wants more money. And we know that because it's now been twice that Harbaugh has been asked about his absence, both in minicamp and now in training camp. And neither time did Harbaugh say that his absence was because of an injury. He never said that. Now, he's talked about injuries for the other guys on PUP, 
He has no problem talking about those injuries, but when he was asked about J.K. Dobbins being on PUP, Harbaugh just said it was complex. So if Har- if J.K. was missing out only because of an injury, Harbaugh would have said that. J.K.'s also tweeted about his unhappiness with the business side of the of the NFL. He said the same thing in a WJZ TV interview. He's retweeted other NFL running backs who are unhappy with their contract situations, and you know Ian Rappaport. NFL Network, he confirmed himself on this show that J.K. Dobbins was holding in for a contract. So that's what it, that's what it's about, right? That it's about his contract, and nobody is saying that it's about an injury. Josina Andrews Anderson said that J.K. is full go. So you know, as I said, neither Harbs nor J.K. has indicated that there's an injury. And oh, by the way, last week, NFL reporter who used to be a Ravens reporter, Aaron Wilson. He posted videos of Dobbins working out in Houston and he Dobbins was running pretty well and he was wearing a weighted vest. Now, granted, these are just snippets and you can't tell much, but he did look fine. So again, why is he on the PUP? Now, in past episodes, we've discussed that maybe the Ravens initiated him being put on PUP as a strategy for him not to accrue another season. So if you're on the PUP past a certain date in the season, then it doesn't, then that means that his fourth year won't count. And so when the offseason comes, he would still be going into his fourth year rather than being a free agent. So people have suggested that maybe that's what the Ravens are doing, but nobody credible in the media has really suggested that. Doesn't mean it's not true, but I'm just not buying into it until there's more substantive reports. Now, here's where things get interesting there is a credible media member who by the way I interpret his writings, is insinuating something very different, okay? So I'm going to read some stuff from The Athletic's Jeff Zrebeck, no better Ravens reporter in town, okay? So this is from his call, or from his, not his column, his um, story, his report from after day one of training camp. Jeff says, quote, for now, Dobbins will be on the physically unable to perform list. Well, the reason the 24-year-old is physically unable to perform, well, that remains under debate. Jeff goes on to say, Pro Football Talk first reported that a number of prominent running backs, including Dobbins, took part in a Zoom call last week to discuss the depressed salaries for players at their position. According to Pro Football Talk, one of the topics, one of the topics discussed on the call was the possibility of running backs exaggerating injuries while involved in a contract stalemate with their respective teams. Close quote from Jeff there. So there's a lot of things that Pro Football Talk reported, but Jeff picked out that part of it, that players talked about exaggerating injuries as a way to, you know, try to, I don't know, gain some leverage with the contract. Well, so on top of this, these excerpts from Jeff's report from The Athletic, he also was on Twitter uh, late Wednesday answering fans to questions. So one fan reaches out and he says, quote, I mean, can JK be on PUP if he's not hurt? If he took a physical and was healthy enough to play, wouldn't he just be a holdout then? Jeff replies, well, if he says he has hamstring soreness, and he's not ready to practice, how are you going to prove that he doesn't? Close quote. And remember, while JK in that in that preseason game, yes, he 
he tore his knee up and lots of different ligaments, but it also affected his hamstring. So Jeff's implying that JK is saying he has hamstring soreness because he's saying, well, if he's saying he has it, then how are you going to prove that he doesn't? So the fan writes back, right? But is that the only qualifier to go on PUP that the player just has to say he's hurt? Not knowing what the PUP rules are, I assume it means the team hasn't the team hasn't cleared you physically to practice. And then Jeff replies, quote, not sure of exactly what you have to present to show a guy is eligible to go on IR or PUP, but I can't see the team contesting him if he says that he cannot practice, close quote. Okay, so based off of his report on the athletic and these tweets that he's he's answering to me Jeff isn't coming out and saying for sure Dobbins is exaggerating but he is saying like well this is a way to get on PUP if you're not really hurt you just say that you have hamstring soreness and then he combines that with pointing out the pro football talk that report that they did talk about exaggerating hamstring injuries so uh, you know if that's what Dobbins is doing um I'll just say this. I, I'm not a huge fan of that tactic. And, and he's a grown man. He can use whatever tactics he wants. Um, but if you're holding in for increased compensation, I say just own it. Own it. Don't hide behind an exaggerated injury or a fake injury or whatever it could be. Don't hide behind that. Because, you know, if it is about the contract – John Harbaugh is the one who keeps getting up in front of the podium, not JK. He hasn't spoken to the media for quite some time, at least not all the media. He spoke with WJZ that one time. Um, so it's John Harbaugh's going to keep getting the questions. And then it's not John Harbaugh's place to explain why JK isn't choosing to practice if he's not injured. And again, neither JK nor Harbaugh has indicated that there's an injury publicly. That's for sure. EDC can't do that either. It's got to be JK. So. If he's exaggerating an injury in order to get a contract, I don't know how that helps. I think he should just own it. And um, because you know what? It's not like he'd be the first one to hold in or hold out. Players do this all the time. Nobody's going to be mad at that. So um, I'm sure he has his reasons for doing whatever he's doing if he is exaggerating it. But back to Jeff, he says, quote, it certainly doesn't feel like Dobbins has a whole lot of leverage here if this is all about a contract protest. The only way he's going to get the type of contract he's presumably seeking is for him to get on the field and stay there and have the most productive year of his career. Of his career, Sitting out all of camp isn't exactly the best way to get ready for a crucial season, particularly with a new offense, close quote. Now, there's one other thing I do want to mention about this, and I, and I preached kind of the same thing with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Just because there's a dispute about the contract, and it's a serious dispute. It was serious with Lamar. It's clearly serious with JK to the point that he's not practicing. So it's a serious dispute. It's a player versus the team. They're both looking out for their own interests. That does not mean, however, that the relationship has to be tarnished. I said that with Lamar. There were people who said, oh, there's no coming back for this. Even if you give him the contract he wants, he's going to come back. He's going to be salty. You look, You ask me. Lamar looks awfully happy out there, okay? Contracts, you move on from them, okay? And here's why, here's another piece of evidence of why that's true with J.K. Dobbins. So while J.K. Dobbins did not practice day one, he was seen by many reporters 
walking out on the practice fields with wide receiver Rashad Bateman, who's also on PUP. And they were out there with about 40 minutes left. And JK spoke with team president Sashi Brown, according here to, to Jeff Srebeck. And then he made his way over and started talking to owner Steve Bashotti. And while he was there, he also embraced general manager Eric DaCosta. And as Jeff says here, quote, there were no outward signs. There were no outward signs of any hard feelings, close quote. So I'm glad to hear that the relationship is still intact. Hope that they can figure this out because whatever happens with this contract, my prediction is that he will be out there week one. All right, let's move on to some practice notes and some sound bites from day two of Ravens training camp. Now, Two people that we had at the uh, podium with the media were two very happy wide receivers. We had Odell Beckham Jr. and we had Zay Flowers, and they just had smiles across both of their faces, each for different reasons. Let's start with Odell. So Odell, Jamison Hensley had a video out there that some of you may have seen where he's in the middle of doing some wide receiver drills, and then he just busts out dancing in the middle of it, clearly having fun, clearly enjoying his time, dancing on the field. And then afterward, when he was speaking with the media, he just couldn't stop talking about how grateful he was to be back out on the field. It's been quite some time for him. He said he totally cherished the time that he had on day one, playing with his son who came out onto the field and, you know, Odell said that as a rookie, he had seen veterans with their families coming out on the field and embracing them and that, you know, he had longed to have that himself. And then that that kind of dream realized was realized on um, Wednesday. And then also a reason to be happy is o OBJ is looking really healthy. So reporters asked him, like, what limitations do you have left? And he said, well, no real limitations. So that's great to hear that he doesn't feel like he has any limitations. And then his and then his play out there looks like that. He's running and cutting without hesitation. And then on day one, he had the big standout play. He had a 30-yard reception from Lamar Jackson. And then um, he revealed that he has got kind of a personal plan to ramp himself up to be totally game-ready 100% for week one. He doesn't want to peak too soon. And reporters can see that. They said there was a noticeable difference from even the way J.K. was practicing in minicamp a month ago to now in, in training camp. And so one reporter, I believe it was Jerry Sandusky, you know, he's he's there, in, you know, part of the, the media group, and he asked Beckham, you know, he, well, first he comments on Beckham's muscles and his physique, which Beckham liked hearing, and as Jerry Sandusky's saying that, you can see Beckham put up his arms and literally flexed on him. He flexed on the reporter's flexes him and then he says to Jerry hey you know I appreciate you noticing I appreciate you noticing so they come back around they're like well how much weight have you gained because you've got a lot of muscle I don't know if you've seen in these videos these quads he rolls up his 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 shorts and I mean his quads are just just massive muscle and so you know he said he didn't have an exact weight but he said that somebody came up to him and said how much do you weigh about 180 and he's like no I've, I've never been near that and I think they have a listed above 190 there on the um the uh the roster so uh so he's happy he's very happy and then while he was up at podium you know he's been around to a few dif different organizations and so the reporters asked him what how how he views the Ravens culture now that he's been there uh for a little bit more time since signing it's it's 
it's the real deal. I'll be honest, I can feel the, the, the love of the city. I can feel the excitement um, about the opportunity, you know, we have in front of us. And again, like I said, I take that serious. Like, I take it very serious. Um, how to learn how to hit the strut and all that, you know, and just have fun with it, man. Embrace the opportunity um, and win some games. All right. Now, that's great to hear. I just thought abnormal for veterans to come in and say that they love the Ravens culture. <laughs> All right. So good to hear that from, from Odell there. It's not abnormal for, you know, veterans to come in and say that they're enjoying the Ravens culture. Um, so it's glad. To, I mean, he's obviously super happy, loving things. And then he also mentioned, though, that um, somebody had come up to him to talk to him and he's like, he couldn't understand it because of the Baltimore accent. He's like, can you repeat that? So he has this kind of fun back and forth with the, the media and they're like, well, you know, what does the Baltimore accent sound like? You're embracing things. Can you, can you give it a, a try? Go ahead and hit. You work on your accent? Two and do. Yeah, I like it though. <laughs> Well done there from OBJ. We're, we're glad he's off to a great start. Keep all these guys healthy. Let's keep knocking on wood, keep these guys healthy. Well, also with OBJ, I said Zay Flowers came up. He's Both these guys are clearly in this honeymoon stage, right, with, with the Ravens. And Zay, he can't even – they were asking him about his transition to the NFL and how it's different from college, and this is, you know – he he's like forget about the differences, and then it gives a great quote. Uh, I don't feel like it's not a difference. I just can't believe I'm an NFL player still, like <laughs> that I'm here. But you know, I'm just grinding away every day, staying humble, and trying to go work. Can't believe I'm an NFL player. I mean, it's it's so cool to watch you know these guys' dreams come true. I mean, he's been working. I mean, he's come from this huge family. I can't remember. Is it like 13 siblings, something crazy like that. Um, his mom passed away early in life and he's been working for this opportunity and now he's here. And so he's just got to pinch himself a little bit. And then on top of that, we know that Zay does not want to be boxed into, you know, like a slot receiver. He feels like he can do everything X, Y, Z, everything at wide receiver. And so they, they asked him, you know, is, is Munkin giving you that opportunity? And he talks about how Munkin doesn't only do it for him, but he does it for everyone. Yeah. Um, he just let he, he used everybody's ability to the best. Like he put everybody in places where they'd be able to make plays. So you let me play outside. I played outside in college where seventy five percent of my time. Instead, you let me play outside, inside, then he put O outside, then he'll put um Nelson, then dude that we all just rotate in. We all playmakers, so he just used it to the best of his ability. All right, one last thing on Zay, of course. Um on Wednesday, Lamar Jackson said his new um, his new nickname was going to be Joystick. So Obi or Zay said he was happy to have that because his brother actually was once nicknamed Joystick. Obviously, it runs in the family. This suddenness, this burst, this speed that these guys have, and uh, so he was happy with it. But if he had to give one to himself, he said he wanted he was going to come up with Professor X. I like both. And I say we just use them whenever the appropriate situation comes up. Professor X, Joystick, Dog, as he said, not Diva, we'll, uh, we'll take them all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so those are your uh, sound bites from the day. Let me give you some practice notes um, from various media. So overall in day two, it sounds like uh, the defense won the day and that offense was less efficient overall. I was there for day one. The offense was really doing well, which surprised me because not only is the offense usually behind on, in, in the defense in training camps, it's just how it always is, but on top of it, you expect the offense to be even more behind when you're putting in and installing a new offensive system because these guys are getting used to it, whereas we're in the second year for the defensive system under McDonald. So offense did well the first day, but defense came roaring back. And probably the play of the day, which you can go to the Ravens' website or one of their social media accounts, was comes from safety Marcus Williams. Okay, this guy... I, even for me, I, he's been under my radar. He's just under the radar right now. Not enough, not enough people are talking about him. Remember, he was the free agent prize for the Ravens last offseason. He's that ball hawk that the Ravens need. And so now he didn't have a ball hawking play, didn't get an interception. But of, I can't believe of all people that he was going to do this against. Mark Andrews caught a pass from Lamar Jackson. He's ready to turn up the field and run with it. Marcus Williams comes screaming like he's just coming downhill, does the old, you know, Marlon Humphrey punch out, punches it out from Mark and just has a big celebration afterwards with this big fist pump. So good, good job from Marcus Williams there. And uh, Jonah Schaefer from Baltimore Banner, uh, he said that that was, you know, pretty comfortably um, the most impressive play of the day. And he said that Ravens quarterbacks, haven't had much luck testing Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams in coverage. And I was there to see Kyle Hamilton's uh, pick uh, live of Mark uh, or of Lamar Jackson the first day. So this safety duo um, already coming up uh, pretty big in, in the early training camp. Now um, there was also a series of red zone drills. Now we remember under um, Greg Roman just last season, the Ravens did not do well in the red zone. And uh, they're still figuring it out under Todd Monk. And here's what Ryan Mink had to say of the, of the team website, quote, 
The Ravens had an early red zone period from the five-yard line that the defense ruled. The first-team offense scored a touchdown on the first play when Jackson hit Nelson Aguilar on a quick curl in front of Marlon Humphrey. But after that, the offense scored just once on the next eight tries. All right, so sounds like Ardarius Washington and Corey Mayfield had some good coverage in those. So, yeah, one in the next eight tries being successful, that's not going to cut it. So Todd Munkin and the offense clearly has some work to do, as I'm sure they will do. Then also, Ryan Mink pointed out, second-year cornerback Jalen Armour Davis, who had been battling injuries since last season, he's been cleared, he's healthy for training camp. Mink pointed out that he was flashing on the field um, almost had a diving interception, and, and instead it just ended up being a knockdown against Tyler Huntley. A few other plays, you know, using his big body against other big wide receivers out there. So that's excellent news as the Ravens are trying to create more depth and see what they have from these young guys behind Marlon Humphrey and Rocky Sim. Now the offense did at least get one good play from the day. Um, the Ravens again posted this. If you want to go to their social media or team website, Huntley had probably the throw of the day when he dropped a dime to tight end Charlie Kohler. I keep wanting to call him rookie tight end Charlie Kohler because he didn't play last year, but he is indeed going into his second year. He grabbed, uh, he snagged the pass um, and while running just completely um, didn't have to slow down for it. It was just completely in sync and went into that, the, the end zone. And that was off of a wheel route. And then of course, not surprising, Justin Tucker, he capped off practice with two field goals, from beyond 50 yards. So those are your practice notes from around different reporters who were in attendance. Um, we'll kind of finish up here with, with a few things, some quick hits here. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> the, the NFL is releasing its top 100 players. And, you know, they, they build that as, you know, this is voted on by players. This isn't, you know, just random, I don't know, media or whoever else that ranks, ranks players. This comes from the players, but, not all players vote, that is for sure. So I'm not sure what their um, what their what their process is for gathering votes. But Lamar Jackson comes in at a laughable number 72. And listen, I get it. When you finish the season twice in a row um, with an injury, you kind of get forgotten about. So for sure, I get what I mean. Remember, in, after 2019, he was number one. So I get it. But dropping that to number 72 is crazy and then we find out Jared Goff is number 66 or something like in what world is Jared Goff a better player a better quarterback better whatever than Lamar Jackson so um Warren Sharp who definitely by looking at the analytics and all those things he's always been a huge Lamar supporter he had to go to social media he was not happy with this ranking on what planet is Lamar Jackson the 72nd best player makes no sense to me whatsoever uh he was 11th in epa per drop back outside the 10 yard line last year um one of the most efficient quarterbacks that we have one of the most important players that we have inside the 10 his efficiency went down that's just because he had nobody to throw the ball to he actually ranked top 10 in accuracy of his passes he only threw one out of over 20 passes in the red zone uh sorry inside the 10 yard line that was charted as inaccurate only one out of over 20, uh, but his top five targets, four of them were running backs or tight ends. And his wide receiver that was top five most targeted was Devin Duvernay. So he didn't have anybody to get the ball to, to work with offensively. And then 
I mean, they were eight and four in his starts, eight and four in his starts. And those four losses all came by less than one score. Lamar Jackson is winning these games. He's going to play even better this year, in my opinion. There's not 30 players that are better than him in the NFL, let alone 71. Ranking him 72nd makes absolutely no sense, just like wasps on the earth. <laughs> All right. Well, moving along here, we're going to look at injuries across the league. Some actually uh, big ones to start players. We'll start in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, um, he was carted off the field today in Cincinnati. Um, they, they use, there's video of, their, of it out there. Uh, he was running a play, pumped a pass to the left, um, flush from the pocket to the right, and while scrambling, he pulled up with what is being described as uh, a calf injury, and it was it was non-contact, uh, a calf a calf strain. Uh, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor he told reporters that uh, the team would know more after they do some run some tests. Jamar Chase he didn't seem to be too too concerned. He said you know there was like some non-verbal communication. He felt like Burrow gave him a head nod that made it sound like he was going to be all right. And you know. We've talked about, I mean, the 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 hate, the dislike for AFC North rivals is real, but it's not so big that you wish injuries upon others. Um, I really do hope Joe Burrow gets well. I hope it's not too serious. The Ravens play the Bengals week two, so we'll keep you um, updated on that and find out how serious or not serious it is, but we wish Joe Burrow the best. Um, also cornerback Jalen Ramsey down in Miami, he was carted off the field to the locker room. Um, he was injured while breaking up a pass thrown to Tyreek Hill and they collided Ian Rappaport of the NFL network. He said, there's no firm determination on, or no firm de determination of when he'll return will be made until he has surgery. He's going to have surgery on a meniscus tear. Um, but right now, Rappaport says it seems like Ramsey will be back in December if all goes well. And then Jalen Ramsey himself, he tweeted, that end-of-season push going to be legendary. So we wish Jalen Ramsey the best. And then I got to tell you, if I'm Marcus Peters, <laughs> I would have wished that I had waited another week until I signed with the Raiders because he could be signed off the street today to go over with the Miami Dolphins, who I think have a much better chance to be successful than the Raiders. I could be wrong. We'll see. That's why the season is played. But uh, and he may have been able to get um, you know more compensation. So um, wow. But best to Peters out in the Raiders, except for when they play the Ravens. And we give our best to Ramsey as he goes through surgery, and hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Really quickly here, Aaron Rodgers, Jeez <laughs> Louise, he took a thirty-five million dollar pay cut so that his new new york jets can have the flexibility to keep current talent bring in new stuff ross tucker an nfl commentator i i this question is right on aaron Rodgers just took by far the biggest pay cut in nfl history ross writes for the jets then he asks how are you feeling about that packers fans yeah how are you feeling about it with all the contract disputes that were going on over there hey i said Contract disputes doesn't mean that there's bad relationships, but there can be. And to me, Rodgers just gave a giant middle finger to the Packers because he did not do that for them, but took off $35 million for the Jets. Um, okay, last thing. I'm going to leave you with this. 
This kid in Buffalo, <laughs> he's gone viral. This this is a kid who goes to the Buffalo Bills camp. He's not wearing, you know, Bills um, paraphernalia. So the Spectrum News 1, Spectrum News 1 up in Buffalo interviews this kid. This is classic. This photo, he came in with his family and he was the only one not dressed in any Buffalo Bills gear. And there is a very good reason why. I, I love football, but I'm, I'm just not bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what do you like about the Ravens? Um, we're, we're just, we're just um, the best. But why? Why are you the best? Because I the think Marvel my team is the best. He's an Eagles fan. No, uh, I, I like Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith. They have a lot of good, good players. So, why didn't you wear your your, your Ravens jersey? Cause I want I want to get something signed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he's smart on so many levels. He's smart because he's a Ravens fan. How could you not be? Of course, we're all biased here. We love the Ravens, but also he knows better than to wear Ravens gear to the Bills. Training camp, he's got to get autographs. Autographs can be valuable. Um, I really hope, I saw that the Ravens uh, social media reached out to this kid's family. I hope they are able to track him down. That is absolutely classic, and that is a great way to end this episode. I'm supposed to be thanking the patrons. I should have gotten those names from Bobby before he left, so I don't have the two. We'll, we'll get it next time. We'll, we'll make sure we call out everybody's name, but I do want to thank everybody that supports us patrons or if you follow us on youtube or if you listen to us on audio only on podcast on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts we appreciate it wherever you are please share us if you haven't subscribed yet subscribe on youtube or or wherever you get your podcasts wherever you are keep listening to us we're we're trying to bring you as much graven great ravens coverage as possible leave us a comment wherever you are and most importantly, Bobby, I hope you're having a great birthday weekend. That is all I've got for you today. But the Morning Vault will be back Monday morning with the Ravens news you need to know.